Welcome to Books That Work, the best and most useful bits of business books. I'm Anna Hughes and my professional purpose is to help people love their work. I hope that each Books That Work episode provides at least one thing to try or adopt to make work better. Great leadership is influence, not authority. And again, I think that's where so many leaders go wrong. Colleen Callender is the former CEO of Sports Girl, the iconic Australian fashion brand. She tells her leadership story in her book, Leader by Design. First though, congrats, Antonia Milkop. Your copy of our last book, Empathy, is on its way to you. Thanks, Antonia, for the selfie of you listening to the Empathy episode. I loved it. Please let me know what you think of Books at Work, share it with others, and please also let me know of books you'd like us to feature. On to our speed read of Leader by Design. Leader by Design starts with several pages of comments from others about Colleen Callender as a leader. Things like, she's a standout person, a true visionary, one of Australia's leading CEOs, a true leader for our times, a once-in-a-lifetime boss, and one of the most influential and dynamic forces in the Australian fashion industry. The former CEO of Sports Girl and another fashion brand, Suzanne, sounds pretty formidable, right? What stands out just as strongly is how Colleen leads. In these comments, there are things like, she inspires through confidence and inclusivity. She has empowered and led thousands of Australian women. A great listener, an authentic, interested, laser-focused, clever, caring, giving person. She leads with generosity, elegance and grace. Colleen Callender started her 30-year career in retail when she was just 16. She had six years as CEO of Susan and seven years as CEO of Sports Girl. This book is part autobiography and is also packed with tips, advice, insights and guidance. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, an entrepreneur, a volunteer, a professional athlete, working in the family business or holding down a cattle job while raising a family. Colleen says leadership is about one life having an impact on another in a positive way. She encourages this concept of becoming leaders by design. She says we can all choose our unique formula for success and intentionally be the leaders we want to be. Leader by Design has at its core the desire to empower us to lead the life we want. It's unashamedly targeted at women, and I asked Colleen about this shortly, but this concept of empowerment and powering up our leadership is woven through the book, starting with finding our superpower as leaders, our unique leadership ID, that thing that's been with us our whole lives and that shows up again and again and gives us an edge. Colleen describes this as a mix of passion and strengths and knowing these. Your unique strengths are the positive parts of your personality that increase your ability to face multiple problems and challenges each day. On passions, these are the things that really get your heart racing or put a fire in your belly, the things you look most forward to and that make you feel excited about. And the third piece to help work out your superpowers is what are we most knowledgeable about and what do we love doing? Our chat with Colleen focused on the chapter The Power of Leadership, but wrapped around this is the power of confidence. Colleen laments that a lack of confidence holds us back personally and professionally. A couple of tips. One, in relation to a fear of being judged. Never take judgment personally. You know yourself better than anyone else. Don't let others define you. 
Take feedback and criticism on board. See it as a way to grow. And two, a lack of self-belief. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Back yourself. Be your own biggest fan. Talk to yourself as you would your best friend. Don't compare yourself to others and celebrate your efforts as well as your accomplishments. We've touched on just a couple of chapters in Leader by Design. There's so much more in here, including worksheets and questions, practical exercises to do to help build our leadership. It's accessible to anyone. I would love my son, my sister, and a close friend of mine to take this book and quietly reflect on these activities. So let's chat to Colleen about all this now. So I'm delighted to have Colleen Callender on the line. Welcome, Colleen. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me, and it's wonderful to be here with you. So the first question we ask all our Books at Work guests is, where in the world are you, and what's the view out your window today? Okay, well, today I'm in my office. I was just saying we're shuffling around the house because I'm in Victoria, so we are in COVID lockdown. So I'm very fortunate to be in my office and I have a beautiful window with lots of sunshine and lots of greenery. So um, although we can't get outside a lot, it makes me super happy to have that view. It sounds quite tranquil and peaceful because um, I'm sure in your household, or may, maybe in your household, it's not quite so tranquil and peaceful with a houseload of COVID uh, inhabitants. Um, so I've done a little speed read of uh, the book Leader by Design and so really keen to hear your story about um, you know, how your career started, what your first job was and how all that played out. Sure, sure. I'll step back to the end of my year 11 uh, school year because that's really where it all began. And I was super excited at the end of that year, as we always are at the end of a school year, because it's holidays and sun and fun and boys and all of those things. And I was excited for a different reason. I was excited because I'd got a summer job at the local Just Jean store. And little did I know that that was going to be uh, where I started my career. So I started there and I absolutely loved it. I loved everything about it. I love customers. I love serving. I love merchandising. And I took every single shift I possibly could throughout that summer. And at the end of that summer break, the area manager came down and said to me, hey, Cole, we'd really love you to stay on um, and join the Just Jeans team. We think you've got potential. And, you know, what 16-year-old young girl wouldn't be excited about, you know, this big boss coming down from Melbourne telling them that they had potential? So I was excited. And so I went home to tell my parents I was finishing school. I'd found my career. I was going into retail and I was going to sell jeans and be a sales assistant. And, you know, that was a big moment to, to have that conversation with my parents. And as I said that to them, I could see the disappointment on their face. And my father said to me, why do you want to be a sales assistant? You need to finish school. You need to get an education. You're a smart girl. You can be this and that and a doctor and a lawyer. And of course, all the things he wanted me to be. And, you know, true to form, my parents are the most incredible human beings and they still are today. And they said to me, Cole, love what you do be passionate, work hard and never give up. And that's what's, you know, I've taken that through my entire life with everything that I've done. So there I was 16, nearly 17, and I had no final schooling qualification. I entered the world of retail. 
And I was quite a quiet teenager. So I knew if I wanted to get on in, in life and I wanted to progress in my career, then I needed to get noticed through my results. So I won every competition. I worked hard. I made budget. I sold the most Wrangler jeans. I made every customer that walked through the door happy. And I did exactly what my parents said, work hard, love what you do and never give up. And at the age of 18, I was promoted to one of the youngest store managers in the company. At the age of 20, I was promoted to the area manager of 16 stores. And then at the age of 24, which kind of boggles my mind a little bit now because I've got a 24-year-old son, um, you know, I was promoted to the Victorian state manager with 54 stores and three direct reports. And um, that's where I then spent the next four years until I got the phone call out of the blue from Sports Girl saying, hey, Cole, we'd love you to come and work for us. Uh, and that was in 1999. And in March last year, I had my 20-year milestone with the organisation, 13 of those years as CEO, six years at Suzanne and seven years at Sports Girl. And uh, it coincided with me turning 50 and I decided it was time to write my next chapter. And I do that. My year, my life's a little bit in decades. So my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. And now what do my 50s look like? And so that brings me to today. And here I am writing that next chapter of my life. Wow, that is amazing. So tell us what it was like being CEO in, in that sort of company. How, how, yeah, how did you embrace that? Yeah, look, it was a journey like anything, right? We start out somewhere and we go on this journey of learning and success and failures and falling over and picking ourselves back up. But I was very, very fortunate um, to be in a company that was, you know, very female centric. And I was very fortunate also to be at the helm of two incredible brands for you know, nearly 13 years. And so I really and I created the world I wanted to live in, the one I wanted people to come to every day and feel inspired and empowered. And, you know, one that I would want my children to turn up to every day. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer that people, you know, don't just turn up and want to sit in a seat. They turn up and want to be part of something bigger than just the job they do and so that's really what I got up to create every single day and you know it's been a an incredible journey. So I am interested in that uh, the kind of female side of things and uh, the book is orientated to women uh, and I was intrigued by that because there's so much in here that's useful for every leader um, so yeah Wanted, wanted to explore that a wee bit. What, what, why is it so deliberately targeted at women? It kind of is a little bit two-pronged, I've got to say. So, you know, my title is Leader by Design, so I believe that we can all become the leader we want to be, the leader we wanted to have, and the leader people choose to follow. So we can become leaders by design. And as I said, two-pronged. So the first is part autobiography, where I share my life journey, 16 to CEO and everything in between. And my real goal is to inspire and empower women, as I said, step up, have a voice, find your purpose, believe in yourself, and really live a life of real confidence, not just in business, but also in life. Um, that's really the first part. The second part is really to inspire leaders. And this is really not just women leaders, this is women and men leaders. And I really want people to move into this new era of leadership that I keep talking about. And I've been talking about it for a very long time. This is nothing new for me. I'm just talking about it now because I'm not in my CEO role. But I want people to move into a leadership style which is based on kindness, 
openness and compassion and collaboration and authenticity and one that puts people at the heart of everything they do. So I really want both male and female leaders to embrace this and really start to think about the way they lead. So I am so with you on that and I I'm, I love that. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, the power of leadership and um, I guess what, what does leadership look like for you? What, how, how would you describe what leadership is? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. You know, I, I always start with what it's not. And, uh, and it's not about a title. It's not about power. It's not about the size of your pay packet. It's not about the number of direct reports you have. Leadership has nothing to do with any of those things. And I think that's where often leaders go wrong. The definition of leadership for a lot of people are wrong. You know, I really believe that we have the ability to be leaders in every part of our life with every action, interaction, reaction and decision we make. And no one's a born leader. As I said, we're all leaders by design. You know, I I came up with my very simple definition of leadership a very long time ago, and that is one life impacting another in a positive way. And, you know, I really believe that great leadership is probably the most competitive advantage any organisation can have. And it's, as I said, about inspiring, empowering other people to do great things and showing compassion and courage in the way we lead. And, you know, great leadership is really about acknowledging the power of people. And great leadership builds trust and drives engagement and boosts morale and improves performance and, and very importantly, retains great talent. And, you know, this great leadership that I keep talking about has a significant and real impact on our business success and bottom line. So great businesses start with great leaders. So interested to see or hear how that played out at Sports Girl and, you know, what was different? What, what was the experience of, of people um, in your stores and in your organisation with that sort of leadership? Mm, yeah, it, it's a great question. I mean, I think I, I decided very early on that I, I wanted to break the mould of normal leadership. And I don't even know whether I consciously did that or it was just me becoming a leader by observation. And I talk a lot about that. You know, I listened, I learned, I made mental notes of the leader I did and didn't want to be. And, you know, based on everything that was going around on around me, I decided that I wanted to be a certain kind of leader. And the certain kind of leader I I wanted to be was one for the people. And I talk a lot about, you know, profit or people, which one comes first? It's a big discussion, you know, and most leaders would probably, their skin would probably crawl if I said, well, you know, people are the most important thing in your business. People come before profit. But when I talk about that, Anna, my whole philosophy is that if you put people first and you invest in your people, then the profits follow. So my philosophy is people with purpose and passion equals profit. And I kind of tip a lot of things upside down in life and it just seems to work. You know, I don't look at it in the same or through the same lens as other people potentially. So, uh, you know, I really invested my time in people. And when you do that, when you believe in people, what people do is they take risks. They push themselves out of their comfort zone. They speak their truth because they know that the leader is going to be there to pick them up and support them. When people don't have a leader around them that is going to support them, that's when people don't don't do all of those great things for you. When you create an environment for people, people do amazing things. So I really agree with that. And we talked to Gail Kelly, the former CEO of Westpac Australia, in one of our first Box at Work episodes. And 
her leadership model was really similar. So it's wonderful um, to hear from somebody, you know, a little bit younger than Gail, <laughs> um, adopting the same thing. Um, so you mentioned in the book that leadership's a lifestyle choice. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I, I talk about leadership as a lifestyle choice, just like it is choosing to be a parent or leading a healthy lifestyle or being an athlete. They're all choices we make and lifestyle choices we make. And, you know, leadership is no different to that. You know, if we want to lead a healthy life, we can't just go to the gym once and have a week of eating healthy and then we think we're all good and we're sorted. We're going to be healthy for the rest of our lives. You know, we have to exercise and get sleep and eat right and have good relationships you know, eat, leading a healthy lifestyle means you have to commit to it every single day. And, you know, I talk about parenting and there are a lot of similarities for me between parenting and being a CEO. And, you know, I wish that I was given a handbook to be a parent, just like I wish I was given a handbook <laughs> to be a leader. You know, there is no handbook that tells us what to do. You know, we have to learn, we have to fall over, we have to get up. And I always say we never arrive at anything. I'm never going to arrive at being a great parent or a great leader. I'm on this journey of learning all the time. So my parenting and my leadership, as I said, I've applied the same sort of principles, which is, you know, with my children, I've always said, teach, guide, coach, nurture, inspire, build confidence, hold them accountable, you know, set boundaries, pick them up when they fall over. The exact same way I have looked at my leadership life as a CEO. You know, again, when we create environments where people feel safe and cared for, they not only survive, but they actually thrive and shine. So I'm really keen to spend a bit of time on an aspect of the book where you cover off the role of influence and leadership. So there's some wonderfully practical ideas and thoughts in there. So I was wondering if we could dig into that a wee bit. Um, so what's your view of influence and its role in leadership? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. I talk about influence, inspire and impact. So I think they're the three eyes that are really critical to being a great leader. And if I think about the one around influence, you know, great leadership is influence, not authority. And again, I think that's where so many leaders go wrong. You know, great leaders influence action and outcomes and change through the way they lead. And, you know, they do this through helping people believe in themselves and challenging them and encouraging them to step outside of their comfort zone and investing in their success. You know, it really, when we do this, it allows people to become the best version of themselves. And when people are the best version of themselves, they bring that through the doors when they come to work as well. So, you know, it's really, really important. And, you know, influence can affect, uh, you know, we can affect people's characters and development and the way they behave and the way they see the world. So I believe as a leader, it is my job to really influence those around me to be the best version they can be. You've got some things in here. Believe in your people, build trust, be consistent, be assertive, mm -hmm. not aggressive, give of yourself. Um, some lovely things in here. Just just wondering mm -hmm. if you could maybe touch on, on a couple of those things. Um, and, and how that played out for you and and how 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 could you make it easy for other people to to learn those those influence skills when it comes to leading people yes yeah it's a great one i think anna you know all of those things influence inspire impact all of those words are fabulous but at the end of the day i think the biggest thing comes 
down to as a leader, you are in service to others. And I think that when we remember that as leaders, that's what we get up to do every day. We are there to serve others. It is not a self-serving role. And again, I think that's where people go wrong. Um, It is not about egos. It is not about self. It is about how can you impact and inspire and influence those around you for fabulous outcomes for your organisation or community or wherever you may be. So, you know, believing in people is probably one of the biggest things you can do for for people's success, because often people don't believe in themselves. And when they know you believe in them again, you know, that's where people will do great things because they know that you're there to pick them up. You know, that trust creating, I call it the circle of safety. You know, people want to know that they are coming into an environment that they are not going to get thrown under the bus, that they are not going to get stabbed in the back, that we are all here collectively to support each other. And when you encourage that behaviour, it's it's like it's a cascade effect. But it has to start from the top because any cascade starts from the top. So when we don't have leaders exhibiting those kind of um, those kind of behaviours like consistency and trust and you know giving of ourselves and shining the spotlight on other people, when we don't have any of that, you know, it, it becomes every person for themselves. And so I really believe that you know our people are our, our biggest asset. So all those things are great. And, pre- and you know read them on paper and think yes 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 and then you're in an organization and sometimes it isn't always the case that people behave like that any kind of tips or things that people could do if they see that sort of behavior and want to try and change it mm-hmm. it's a it's a great question it's a tricky one right but uh, i think there's two things here i think one is Honesty has always been my best policy. And I talk about kind leadership. Kind leadership is holding people accountable. Kind leadership is giving honest feedback. Kind leadership is setting boundaries and, and you know, lifting the benchmark high for people. So I think honesty is has always been a great policy. I think the other thing is great leaders have strong values. And when we have strong values, people... Um, can then live within your values. So values are the things that we deem most important in the way we live and work. And values are how we also make decisions. So when a leader sets strong values for the organisation and the organisation knows what those values are or know what those values are, I should say, um, people make decisions in line with those values. So if our values are trust, we make decisions in line with trust. If our values are integrity, we make decisions in line with integrity. So it starts to make the decision process and the decision-making much easier when we are very clear on our values. When we are not clear on our values in organisations and leaders don't communicate their values, that's where the chaos begins. So you mentioned kindness there and I wanted to ask you about that because our last couple of books, we've had a book uh, called Trust and a book called Empathy, which our community uh, have really loved both of those books. So you've dedicated a, a whole chapter to kindness and leadership. So keen to talk about that and why you've done that and uh, what, why that matters. Mm. It's one of my favourite topics. And, you know, <laughs> and it, it, kindness is not the first word that comes to mind when we talk about great leadership, right? People just, that's not the first word they associate with. And I very much challenge that because I really believe that kind leadership is what is going to separate good leaders from great leaders of the future. You know, there is this very big misconception that uh, being a kind leader makes you a weak leader. 
And I think the opposite is actually true. Being a kind leader requires courage and strength. And kind leaders are very, very capable of making strong business decisions, even tough decisions with kindness. You know, I talk about kindness as the new superpower for leaders. And in fact, not only a superpower, it's a new form of currency. And it's one we can trade for high performance and loyalty and commitment. And, you know, it is it is an absolute superpower. And I really do believe that kindness is a game changer. And we need to start talking about this new era of leadership, which is based around kindness. You know, for me, kindness always, again, starts at the top. Kindness is one of my values. And it's always been up there in the way I have led as a CEO. And, you know, when we lead this way, uh, particularly in today's world, you know, and in my experience, it leads to happier, more motivated, collaborative and productive teams. But I always say that I like to clarify when I talk about kindness, because a lot of people do think, oh, that must be really fun and fluffy. And, you know, <laughs> um, but it's 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 none of those things. Kindness doesn't mean that you can fly under the radar, that there's no accountability, that we can underperform or that it's a charity or there are no rules and boundaries. In fact, quite the opposite. Kindness means we set clear expectations. We hold people accountable. We have open, honest communication. We push people beyond their comfort zone. No one ever grows in their comfort zone. And we build true human connections. You know, kindness can be applied to every single part of our lives, work, relationships, children, family, friends, communities. And I believe that kindness is one of the greatest gifts you can give another human being. Thank you so much. I love... Um... When I first started reading the book, I was very taken of your with your story as a as a young schoolgirl leaving and and you know being a quiet young girl and hearing your leadership journey and how it's evolved is incredibly inspiring. So thank you very much for sharing it with us. Oh, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to share, and thank you for for also sharing my message and uh, and you know I hope that it does inspire women and leaders to think about you know stepping up and having a voice and leading differently in this new world that we're living in on to the leader by design take five and 60 seconds one leadership it's about one life having an impact on another in a positive way two no one's born a leader Leadership by design enables us to intentionally be the leaders we want to be and look for our unique leadership identification. Three, influence others in your leadership. Believe in them, build consistency, build trust, be personable, be assertive but not aggressive and give of yourself. Great leadership creates competitive advantage. It unlocks the power of people with compassion and courage. Five, Good leaders can be great if they are kind. And this isn't about weakness. This is about strength, accountability, honesty, feedback, setting boundaries, lifting benchmarks, and showing courage and strengths. That's our Leader by Design episode done and dusted. I'm Anna Hughes, and that's Books That Work, Making Work Better.